Good morning. You've tuned in to North Idaho News of the Week here on 88.5 KRFY. This is Panhandle Community Radio. I'm Jack Peterson, and I'm here with Chris Bessler. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Jack. And we are joined this morning by Evie Seberg, a reporter from the Bonner County Daily Bee uh, with a focus on education and Sandpoint City issues, if I Mm-hmm. Not mistaken about that. Yep. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about the meeting that they had on Wednesday night and other goings on at City Hall. Um, but first, I guess we can just run down the news. Uh, the big headline is again coming to us from the Bonner County Board of Commissioners. Um, if you tuned in last week or have been following the news, you'll know that uh, last week, um, a citizen of the County was trespassed, was removed from the meeting at the last Bonner County Board of Commissioners business meeting. And again, that same citizen was removed from the meeting on February 6th uh, this week. So that story uh, continues and continues uh, in much the same way as it did last week. There is uh, coverage of this in, in both the B and the Sandpoint Reader and probably elsewhere Two, uh, it's the the details of kind of the how how a person is removed from uh, how and why a person can be removed from a meeting are still a subject of some contention, and uh, the vote to remove the the man was not unanimous. It, the fell along the usual lines. Asia Williams voted against uh, <clears throat> having him removed from the meeting. In other news, uh, Cornell Razor has announced his candidacy for House Seat 1A. Cornell Razor, uh, formerly a county commissioner here in Bonner County, um, and currently, at least to my knowledge, still owns the Army-Navy surplus store uh, and politically active uh, in the Republican Party locally for a long time. Um the Sandpoint City Council agenda, and we'll dive into this with Evie, uh, for February 7th included filling the vacant city administrator position. And they also, on the 7th, voted to extend the the Selkirk Fire Joint Powers Agreement to June. Um, one kind of eye-catching item was a collision at a crossing here in Bonner County, and I'm not actually sure which crossing it was at. Maybe one of you guys does, uh, but... Uh, truck was struck by a train i did not mm-hmm. even see that <clears throat> yeah uh nobody was injured when, when was that Ju- just i th- want to say it was yesterday or the mm-hmm. day before but very recently um but it was at one of the uh one of the grade crossings that is not you know it's just a stop sign it's no, an, uh, an unsignaled uh, one, yeah yes. unsignaled um which has always, as somebody who didn't grow up here, just the very existence of unsignaled crossings has always been a little Yeah, and we have, I uh, think, more than 40 of them yeah. because we have so many trains here. Yeah. Um, and that's the news that I saw. You, uh, Chris, you mentioned <laughs> some uh, well, interesting yeah, there, developments. There's some, there's some interesting stuff uh, for, with the yeah. Idaho legislature. We can run through a couple of bills that are uh, mm-hmm. progressing through the legislature as well, but... I would like to learn more from Evie about what happened at the council meeting on Wednesday because they were talking about a kind of a hot topic, the city administrator position. Mm-hmm. 
So, uh, yeah. Uh, well, I, if I were to give the background, I'd just say that this was the very existence of the city administrator position was a major point of contention during the election last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the city administrator left, uh, the former city administrator uh, resigned from her position and left in early January of this year. So this was a conversation uh, among the city councils councilors who are, as far as I know, was somewhat divided on the issue of whether that position should even exist, and if it does, who should fill it. Mm-hmm. So take it away, Evie. How did it go? Um, so I think the consensus at this point is just giving Mayor Grimm a little bit more time to adjust to his role and mm-hmm. see what the needs are, because he's working on um, just kind of filling the vacancies within the whole city, you know, department head vacancies or whatever. He's I think they're looking for a public works director, and he wants to kind of establish establish an order first and then consider if there is some kind of need for a you know, maybe not a city administrator, but someone who's managing those department heads. They talked about a lot of different options because, as most people know, like Grimm based his campaign on rhetoric that that involved like reevaluating the city administrator position. Mm-hmm. And so that's likely a lot of the reason that um, Jennifer Stapleton stepped down. And now they have to decide if that role is going to evolve into something else or if they're going to, you know, remove it completely. And um, I think they didn't take action on Wednesday. It was just a discussion. And um, a lot of like, like Pam Duquette was seemed in favor of getting rid of the position altogether. And she was suggesting that that's what um, Mayor Graham ran his campaign on. So, you know, obviously that's what would happen. But then a couple others, including um, Councillor Espero, said, like, you can run your campaign on anything you want and it doesn't mean you can legally carry out those things once they happen and and he also Grimm also emphasized like it wasn't necessarily removal as much as revisiting the the position and maybe redefining it a little bit so that's about the summary of what happened they didn't really end on a major conclusion except it sounded like everyone was in agreement to give him a little time some time to settle in and it is an appointed position mm-hmm. right so it, it actually is up to the council whether or not that position exists. Yes, and that was something that Welker brought up at the meeting is like the reason this was put on the agenda because it was put on the agenda by Espero and Welker. And um, the reason was is because it's in Idaho code that appointed positions, I mean, they can't just float around. Mm -hmm. Um, And they talked about, you know, are we going to change these things from being appointed positions? And, And Grimm even mentioned his intent is to eventually make all the department head positions appointed. Um, So that was the primary focus of the discussion actually is what, what positions are going to be appointed. And the I city. think the uh, procedure for an appointed position is the mayor makes the appointment, but then the city council has to approve it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So city council does have a lot of uh, sway here on this mm-hmm. particular question. But um, as you said, they're just going to give uh, uh, Jeremy Graham, the mayor, a little chance to settle in and assess things and then come back with his own mm-hmm. idea on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. The department heads right now, if they're not appointed positions, how are they determined? I believe, uh, I can't remember exactly what the number of them were appointed, but most of them are appointed, and there okay. are a few that are hired. Mm-hmm. Like, like uh, I'm trying to think of which ones. I think, you know, police chief and fire mm-hmm. chief. Or Probably planning, this, uh, 
the public works director might be appointed and I'm just guessing. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. I can't, can't speak authoritatively on that, but, uh-huh. um, but uh, I, Jeremy, one of the things he campaigned on was to give more um, authority to department heads um, in, rather than having a, a single city administrator. Mm-hmm. So the department heads would have more authority to make decisions. And that's the way it was before we hired, uh, brought on um, Jennifer Stapleton in that mm-hmm. city administrator position, uh, which was about eight years ago now. Yeah. And I think with the vacancy she's left behind, Grim is also working, at least from what they said at the council meeting, over 50 hours a week as a part-time mayor, you know, with only making a part-time salary. Yeah. So it's not super realistic to think he can keep that up forever. Well, it's only, mm-hmm. what, on a work week, that's only 10 hours a day. So that's, what, half a day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just, just a joke. Yeah. <laughs> 12 hours um, would be a full half day. So it, Right, <laughs> yes. Um, how was the, could, could you, was <laughs> was everybody civil, I guess would be my question. How was it, How was the exchange over this position because as we mentioned it was like the and at campaign time it was like w- something that people were very fired up about yeah absolutely yeah. i mean compared to some of the other meetings going on in the county civil <laughs> council or city council <laughs> meetings are usually fairly mild in my yeah. opinion but mm-hmm. especially with the new dynamic that the um new elected officials have brought in i think uh at least with with Pam and and the mayor and some of the some of the council members. It seems like there's a little bit of just maybe fear of stepping on someone's toes or mm-hmm. just kind of walking on eggshells a little bit. But also a lot of them are pretty bold about you know we've been here and we know how this works. You know so mm-hmm. you know we got to keep up keep up with that. And I would say, um, uh, counts counselor Duquette seems to um. I don't know. She usually feels a little misunderstood in what she's trying to say. And I think with what she was saying on Wednesday was not exactly how it was being perceived. I'm not sure. That was what she said. And she clarified a few Mm -hmm. times. But there was just a little bit of there was a little bit of tension between like what can and cannot happen according to code, you know, and what were people hoping would happen, Mm -hmm. you know, because even though, you know, Grim may have been elected entirely on the premise that the city administrator position was going to completely disappear. It doesn't mean that it can 100% if they want to stay within mm-hmm. legal, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd need at least four votes on city council, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, if not, I don't know if it takes any more than that. If it needs to be more than a simple majority, but um Okay. Well, tell us about the joint powers agreement. This is another thing that was uh, kind of a hot button issue during the campaign as well. Uh, the joint powers agreement and fault in related uh, to that city administrator position because the joint powers agreement was the basically the sharing of fire resources uh, across. I don't know if you'd say all the way across the county, but among a number of communities here. Yeah, Westside, uh-huh. Sagal, and Sandpoint. Those uh-huh. are the three districts within the Joint Powers Agreement. Um, and that was established, I believe, in 2014. And then they it expires after a certain amount of time, and it expired, I think, in 2019, and they renewed it, and now it's up for renewal again. Technically, it was up for renewal in April, but 
at the council meeting Wednesday, they voted to extend to June 30th, I believe. And that was after a pretty lengthy workshop or working session that took place on January 31st at City Hall, um, where they kind of collaborated with commissioners of different fire districts, firefighters, um, city council, the mayor, uh, the public was welcome as well. And they just discussed the pros and cons. You know, it, the JPA was originally created to kind of establish more efficient 911 responses and, um, you know, collaborating when it comes to equipment and resources and just have a more efficient way to respond to communities here because there's kind of a lot of variety in just a small area. And, um, yeah, I think city administration is just not sure it's financially beneficial for the city. And so now they're revisiting, you know, what what exactly does this have to offer us and do we want to continue? And most of the firefighters and commissioners, I mean, I haven't heard of any that are against continuing in the JPA. They claim that it's the best thing for the safety of the firefighters and it's going to, you know, there are a lot of things that it could still be more beneficial for Sandpoint even if they seem to be, you know, helping the other communities more because if you've got, you know, a downtown fire in a few years, like last year's statistics may not be totally reliable because fire is so unpredictable. You know, mm -hmm. one year you may have, you may have a major fire and last year's totals don't necessarily show you what that's going to look like in a year when you're hoping everyone can respond on time, you know, coordinated from all the districts. So I think that's something they're, they're thinking about, um, but yeah, anyway, that is kind of still going to be up for discussion. They're putting some more workshops together, and I think the end of June is when they really have to make a decision about that. But I think they can make a decision at any point. That's mm -hmm. just to give them more time so there's not as much pressure. Mm -hmm. So, um, Those meetings, as I believe those meetings were kind of run by the city administrator, mm -hmm. although she didn't have a vote. But now that that position is vacant... Um, Oh, I think I think I remember reporting actually that it was Jeremy that Jeremy Grimm is now running those meetings. The last one he ran the workshop. The last okay. um, JPA board meeting I listened to, uh, the fire chief was running the meeting. Okay, but I don't know if that's like an official thing or mm -hmm. just a for now thing. But yeah. Okay. Um, well, I guess we'll we'll find out more about that as the months go by. Mm -hmm. Um. Did we, you know, we didn't mention that the uh, state tournament is coming up for girls basketball, by the way, too. Well, not just girls basketball, but uh, I hopefully we will be um, learning about what's going on there on a totally different note. Sorry. <laughs> that is a totally different note. Actually, I do want to circle uh, back. You, you reported yeah. earlier that mm. um, we had a new candidate running for uh, House Seat A. That's Cornell Razor. He's a Republican. Uh, but there were two Democrats that have announced now to run for state legislature. Karen Matthey is a Democrat. She's running for that seat A. So she'll be, uh, assuming uh, she makes it through the primary, she'll be facing either Cornell Razor or Mark Souter. Those are the two announced candidates mm -hmm. for, uh, the Republican candidates for that seat. And, and Mark Souter, of course, is the incumbent there. And, and we still... Uh, there's still going to be more people j jumping in these races because mm -hmm. it's not until March 15th. Uh, they have until March 15th to uh, declare for 
uh, for any of the offices that are open here in the county and the state. And for Idaho uh, Representative Seat B, uh, there are two declared Republican candidates. This is a seat held by Sage Dixon. He's retiring. The two Republicans that have uh, already declared there are Chuck Loman and Jalen Peters. Jalen Peters, of course, is a uh, mm-hmm. is a school board member right now. Uh, and the new candidate there, the Democratic candidate, is Catherine Larson. So I, I thought it was important mm-hmm. to throw those out there because you mentioned Cornell Razor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, there are three people that have... Good point. That mm-hmm. have now announced in the past week for those seats. <clears throat> um, filling up, actually. This, it's, it's, uh, the election is already feels like it's kind of underway. That many candidates uh, in the mix in February. Yeah. You know, the, yeah there's, I'm sure there's going to be a good number mm-hmm. more. I think last time for Mark Souter's position, there were what, five or six candidates mm-hmm. That, uh, that ran uh, in the Republican primary. So um, it's not unusual to have a whole bunch there. Yeah. Um, and let's see. I think uh-huh. on the education beat, there's one uh-huh. we should mention. There's, isn't there a new public information <laughs> officer at the, at the oh, uh, yes. school district? That's true. Um, Annie Custer is Custer. taking, or is Sorry. that how it's pronounced? It is. Okay. <laughs> how do you I don't know, know that, uh-huh. Jack? Uh, I, I guess I, full disclosure, I, uh, happen to know Annie Cooster pretty well. In fact, we have a child together. Uh, we live together. We oh. are. Yes. She's there my significant go. other. She's my better half. Very nice. Um, and I bet is listening right now with red cheeks. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm glad that you corrected yeah. me on her name. Uh-huh. Then. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, anyway, yes, you're right. She is. Yes. They have a new public information officer and that's who it is. Annie Very Cooster. cool. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and she's replacing Kristen Hawkins in that position. And uh, mm-hmm. she has a, does she have a journalism background? Or, Photojournalism or, from mm-hmm. University of Montana. Mm-hmm. Although it sounds like Jack can tell you a little more <laughs> that is than correct. I can. Yeah. I can, I'll, I'll, I'll verify that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would, yes. Anyway, it, I don't yeah. mean to. It, she's going to be just, uh-huh. you know, filling in the community on what's going on yep. at the schools and events that are happening and updating social media and the schools, uh, Lake Pondere School District's newsletter, The Loop, just kind of keeps yep. parents and stakeholders up to date on what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I'll throw out a shout out for The Loop. It's got a ton of information and they come out with it, <clears throat> seems like right at the end of the month or the start of the month. Um, you can find it on the website, lposd.org, that... Uh, you can and you can um, subscribe to it there. So if you want to stay up on what's going on in the in the school district, it's a good resource for you. So other local news we want to touch on. Well, I could mention a few things happening in the mm-hmm. legislature. Go right ahead. I think. Um, yeah. Was there anything with the the city council meeting? Did we do we miss anything there? We got the JPA and the. I mean, the rest of it was pretty Mm -hmm. logistical, bing, bang, boom kind of stuff. It actually Mm -hmm. went by pretty quickly until they started talking about city administrator. So I think there was a franchise agreement with Northern Lights and I'm trying to think there there were two or three other things they went over. Mm -hmm. The new city councilors seem to be getting the hang of the... Yes, I would say this meeting Mm -hmm. went the most smoothly so far. That's the other thing, actually. Mm -hmm. They are opening up the commissions, committees, and boards for volunteers. So that's going to be available on the city's website for anyone interested in volunteering on one of those uh, commissions. There's Parks and Rec and, um, let's see, I think a um, ADA uh, 
commission or committee. I don't remember which one. But yeah, and I think even a couple of them, they're hoping for a high schooler or two is what I heard at the meeting. That would be, we're, we're all hoping for a high schooler or two to yeah, jump in. There's the Planning and Zoning Commission, according to the website, the mm-hmm. Urban Renewal Agency, Sandpoint Urban Renewal Agency, the Tree Committee, the Arts, Culture, and Historic Preservation Commission, um, Pedestrian and Bicycle Advisory Committee, Sustainability that one's Committee. Open. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely, there's a few that are, I don't think they're looking for anyone, but the mm-hmm. Pedestrian Bicycle one, I know they are looking for volunteers and I think Parks and Rec or something. There's there's like three or four I think they're looking for volunteers for. Well, okay. Um, that is interesting. It, it looks like you can just go to sandpointidaho.gov uh, to join, to to volunteer for one of those commissions. Mm-hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and you can probably go down to city hall as well, if that's your preferred way of doing it. One, one, two, three West Lake. You mean do something in person? Do something in person. That's that's (laughs) how I do it. I I paid a parking ticket the other week and I did it in person. In person. Yeah. Uh huh. Were you registering a complaint as you paid that ticket? (laughs) No, I, they got me fair and square. I (laughs) I just paid. Uh, it was me. It was, yeah, yeah, that was okay. Um, and uh, so let's mention a few things going on in the legislature. There are a couple bills concerning concealed guns in schools. House Bill 415 would allow public school employees uh, with concealed weapons permits to take them to school. Uh, the House has already passed that bill, and so it's now over in the Senate State Affairs Committee. The Senate has its own bill, Senate Bill. 1228, it would allow concealed weapons at public universities and colleges. And that's also been referred to the Senate State Affairs Committee. Um, There was a bill that uh, came up that was actually, I think it was inspired by a a local issue here. Uh, They have advanced a bill that will protect public access to Idaho's lands and waters uh, if a local government decides to vacate a roadway. So we had that uh, mm-hmm. entire uh, issue come up with the Camp Bay Road, which was vacated to a, a, a developer. Um, it's a public mm-hmm. roadway that had gone all the way to the lake. And, of course, it was a big <clears> – <throat> it, it actually went to court. Uh, did you report on that, Evie? I didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, or wait. Uh, no. Mm-hmm. Well, not, not this week, but did you report on the Camp Bay uh, Road vacation at all? No, I think Lauren may have been. Um, But uh, so the bill would ask before a road might be abandoned uh, that local governments provide a replacement, according to the bill sponsor, which is uh, Senator Scott Herndon uh, here. So that's a a bill that folks will want to keep an eye on. And then we had an unusual bill come up. See if I can find it here from a former uh, legislature legislator in our district, um, Heather Scott. She's now mm-hmm. a representative for District Two because in redistricting, uh, Blanchard, where she lives, was placed in District Two. Uh, she's still active in the legislature. She's uh, introduced a bill that would expand a law banning cannibalism, um, and specifically it would ban people from giving other people human flesh. Yeah. It's an unusual bill. I'll say that. Um, She apparently saw a uh, video 
uh, during a, uh, an airplane flight that uh, was a spoof show showing a, a chef feeding human flesh in sausages to contestants. Uh, although, again, it was a, a prank show, so that didn't actually happen. But uh, that raised concerns with her that um, somebody could get pranked or mm-hmm. be fed human flesh secretly. Uh, and then she's also yep. got fears about a rise in human composting that this would, uh, Bill, in some fashion would address, I guess. So anyways, there's a human cannibalism bill that's going through legislature now. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, okay. I wonder how far that's going to get or will that will that be passed on and will people actually have to take a position on that? I'm I'm on the record. I'm opposed to cannibalism. So, I think uh <laughs> Good news. Yeah, but on the other hand, is it the state's uh well, business? It, we'll it, see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think we're all opposed to cannibalism. <laughs> right. So, and, and actually, mm-hmm. Idaho does have a, a a ban on it. And according to the reporting on this, Idaho is the only state in the union that actually has a, a state law banning cannibalism. Oh, I, I think there may be federal laws that apply to hmm. to this, uh-huh. but um, I'm not sure about that. Um, I think just society overall is kind of repulsed by the idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. And of course, there's a ton of other bills working their way through legislature right now. Those are the only ones that I came with any information on. Um, so if you want to keep up on that, uh, I would say Idaho Capital Sun dot org, I believe it is, is an excellent uh, resource for that. Or the Idaho Statesman, they both uh, are watching that. Of course, the Daily B does carry stories on individual bills as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, well, that's, I, you've thrown me off completely with that story. Cause now, <laughs> now I'm wondering why does Idaho have, uh, if we're the only state that has an, uh, a law specifically against cannibalism, why is that? Did we have a problem with cannibalism at one point that we needed to address? Uh, I would like to know. I'd yeah, like to know I also the history well, of this this wonder if yeah. the cannibalists are reading the laws. Yes. So. <laughs> Who knows? They're cannibals. 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 Sorry. Yeah. Good uh-huh. to know. The, the, the cannibal, <laughs> I should know that. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> the cannibal lobby, is that yeah. what you're referring to? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I don't know if there's one of those, but okay. who knows? Um, well, that is uh, that is a full show. I will need to get somebody in here to talk about the county uh, at length, because that I would that is still kind of the top story going on in, in all of our local media, uh, and it is worth diving into but it requires uh a lengthy conversation that we just don't really have time for right now yeah um uh, yeah again mm-hmm. uh, the uh one of the local residents was trespassed for a second time yeah from uh city uh the county commission meeting and <clears throat> i wouldn't imagine that it won't occur again here yep <clears throat> uh that would be that'd be my guess um well, we can. Don't you have a standpoint sound for us? Why, yes, I yeah, do. A walk and talk sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. with our and one of the uh, people who is on this sound is actually we plan to have him on the show next week. Uh, your colleague at the Daily Bee, Max Oswald, will be in to talk local sports. Uh, that's why it, it popped up on my screen, and I had to mention that <laughs> the state tournament was coming up. Um, the I got his uh, oh I got his take on the um, among other things the Super Bowl which is 
in just a few days. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evie, are you going to watch the Super Bowl? I'm going to be honest. I I think I've only watched it once, and I'm very naive when it comes to football. But if an invitation pops up, okay, who knows? Anything could happen in the next but few days. Taylor will be there. Yeah, we it's think. True. If and she can catch that plane. <laughs> right. Unfortunately, I'm not a major yeah. Swifty, so <laughs> it doesn't mean a ton to me. Oh. But <laughs> okay, it, it, we'll see. I, well, uh-huh. It's been a uh, popular culture phenomenon this whole thing with what a year <laughs> yes it's been crazy okay yeah. are um, they gonna yeah and the the question just as people are just as interested in what is going to happen with them as they are in the outcome of the game well i don't know are about they gonna, that exactly <laughs> there are a few of us some uh, people depends on the demographic into, uh, yeah football are, fans that actually do want to see the game are you going to be are, do you have a rooting interest in this one? oh i'd kind of like to see san francisco win you know actually uh, uh, many years back, I lived in uh, the Bay Area for a couple of years. That's when Joe uh-huh. Montana was yeah. winning them, winning Super Bowls left and right. So yes. uh, uh, I kind of have a little. You'd uh, like to see the glory days. A, l- a little loyalty to the old 49ers. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I will say that from walking around and asking people, I kind of thought that the Chiefs would have the popular sentiment. But here in town, uh, my. Anecdotal evidence is that more people are rooting for the 49 West Coast the team, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Uh, that'll be all. Here's your Sandpoint sound for this week. I'm, I'm here inside the, uh, the Image Maker. Uh, I came in. I was drawn in because of a green and blue flag with the number 12 on it in the window and i thought here was a guy who might be watching a football game this weekend or maybe not i don't know here uh introduce yourself and um tell us who you're going to be cheering for this weekend if anyone um mike at the image maker and i'm not sure who i'm cheering for this weekend tell you the truth i got to find out who's playing i lost (laughs) some interest when the seahawks were knocked out of competition so, do you really you don't have any plans to watch the game right now? Oh yeah, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll be watching the game, uh, mainly so we can have chicken wings uh, during halftime. Okay, so that brings up yeah, I guess my next question, which is, tell me about any kind of plans or traditions you have around the Super Bowl. You go to you go to the bar, you watch at home, or go to the brother-in-law, or how are you going to watch it? Definitely at home. Okay, and chicken wings. Chicken wings. Um, Chips, salsa, the guacamole, um, onion dip for those who like onion dip also. Okay, I'm standing out here kind of on the corner of, uh, where am I, church in second or so, uh, and I'm talking to who? Cody Brower. Okay, Cody. Uh, Do you uh, have any plans to watch any sports this weekend? No. Would you be surprised to learn that it's Super Bowl Sunday this weekend? No, I know it's Super Bowl Sunday. Okay. Are you going to watch the Super Bowl? No. Oh, man. Well, then that blows my next question. Who are you cheering for? Nobody. Okay. Uh, what are you going to do instead? Everybody's going to be watching TV. I'm going to be snowmobiling. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, nobody's going to be out on the trails. You Did you plan this on purpose? Yeah. Well, enjoy your snowmobiling. Thank you.
I'm standing inside the the foyer, the lobby, the grand entry of the Bonner County Daily Bee, and I'm here with sports reporter Max Oswald. Max, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, who you got? I have the 49ers, uh, 26 to 17, and my MVP pick is Christian McCaffrey. Wow. Okay. Is, is that about match up with the conventional wisdom, or is that uh, are you going your own way on this one? It's looking like I'm going my own way. So far, the entries I've received for our challenge are about split, but Kansas City seems to everyone thinks everyone seems to think Kansas City's going to win in a high scoring match. And you think it's not going to be that way. Okay. Uh, now we have you on the record. We're going to air this tomorrow morning. Thank you very much, Max. I'll, I'll make way for this guy. I am standing on the corner of Church and Third in the rain. I don't have an umbrella, but you two do. Okay. Uh, who am I? Sp- oh, now I have an umbrella. Thank you. All right. Who am I speaking to? Terry Pardini. Elisa Smith. uh, First of all, you guys have any plans going on? Anything going on this weekend that you're aware of? Sunday, maybe? No. 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 Family dinner, Sunday. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Oh, Oh, yes, we do. We are getting together. I forgot. Yes. Okay. All right. You can Uh, tell we're not big football plans. We just, fans, we just do Super Bowl. Well, then my next question is, my next question is, uh, who you got? Who who do you think is going to win the game? I don't even know who's playing. Chiefs. You know who's playing. Okay. We're up in Kansas City. Okay, you got the Chiefs over the... Who's the other team? Uh, <laughs> Raiders. 49ers. 49ers. <laughs> 49ers, then. What are your... So specifically, then, what are your plans? What do you do for the Super Bowl? Well, normally, just kind of hang out with friends and mm-hmm. party and look at the score occasionally, which is probably what we'll do. My son's got a big screen, so that's probably it. A little betting. So you'll go to the son's house. You'll be at a bar at home. Yeah, probably or her home. Okay. <laughs> okay. Other plans or traditions around the Super Bowl? Any food or food items? Or uh, you, al- you always watch the whole game, or just ba- barely tune in, watch the commercials? Half time to the end is my thing. <laughs> okay. uh, guacamole, chicken wings, anything All like that? that. Sounds, that good. sounds good. Her son is an excellent cook, so whatever he makes, if I'm there. Okay. Otherwise, chips and salsa is something easy. (laughs) First of all, who am I talking to? And we are at uh, Umpqua Bank's walk-up window. What are you doing on Sunday? Any plans? Okay, who you got in the Super Bowl? I'm rooting for the 49ers, but I don't actually. So you think the Chiefs are going to win, but you would prefer the 49ers to win? That good possibility turn out that way. Hoping for the 49ers. Okay, you're hoping for the 49ers. Any uh, any traditions or special plans for the Super Bowl? Do you do it at home? You go out? Where What do you do? We're at home. Okay. Your friends, All right, now you got business. That's it. Thank you. Okay, ready? Here's the subject. Super Bowl Sunday, this weekend. Who you got? Josh Hedlund. I don't even know who's playing. And, uh, no, it's Chief, uh, Chiefs and uh, 49ers, right? I like them both. Uh-huh. 49ers is Chiefs is the Bob Weir band. Uh, band loves them. Kansas City. So that, you know, that's important. And uh, uh, 49ers, that's from my own home state, so I don't know, man. It's, it's going to be a good game. Oh, yeah, I always watch the Super Bowl. Scott Reed. Uh, 
We live out in the middle of nowhere, so we'll probably put it on his widescreen and watch it there. You making any food? Guacamole? Uh, guac. Yeah, yeah, chicken probably wings. guac. Uh, I don't know, but chicken wings for sure, but I know there'll be beer. Beer. Yeah. <laughs>